Hi, everybody. I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where I tell you what is happening at the movies. And I'm telling you that there's an exceptionally good movie out there now called The United States versus Billie Holiday. And my guest today, uh, Andrew Day, is playing Billie Holiday in such an exceptional, incredible way that she's already got two nominations from the Golden Globes. Best <laughs> Actress in a Drama and best song you know so what more is there come on let's just end this now and go out and celebrate <laughs> first of all i like your vibe this is great <laughs> i think that just come means on. i'm a drama queen <laughs> i've been waiting to make that joke for like a week <laughs> <laughs> well i hear andrew that you were just desperate to play billy holiday that this was that this was it that, you had to go beg Lee Daniels and say, this is my part. Yeah, I was groveling at his feet. I'm like, this is what I've wanted all my life. I've been acting for all my life. <laughs> which is never. Yeah, which is never. <laughs> um, so, yes, definitely the exact opposite of that is what happened. <laughs> I was just terrified. I not I had not acted before, you know, other than in high school, right? In middle school, doing like musical theater, some plays and but I had never acted before, you know, as a major motion picture and leading a cast. And I, it was the idea of it to me was like unfathomable, you know what I mean? And, and ridiculous, actually, to be honest, I was like, this is a terrible idea. So no, but I met with him and his, he was thinking the same thing. He was like, nope, I really don't think she's the person for this role. And so we didn't want to. What a perfect meeting to have. Yeah, it was amazing, actually. I do I not want you. I do not want to do this part anyway. So why don't we just sit here, yeah. talk about how we shouldn't be here, eat these hors d'oeuvres, and then we can go home. <laughs> so it was interesting. We bonded because we both were like, this is a terrible idea. But I saw in him a desire to authentically tell Billy's story. And as a fan of Billie Holiday, that was a part of my fear is that I'd be a stain on her legacy, that I'd be a stain on the great Diana Ross's legacy in Lady Sings the Blues or yeah. Audra McDonald on Broadway. So I think we both saw he was worried that he would also be that in casting me. And so, so we both had a great fear to overcome together, you know, and I think really for both of us, I mean, through faith and through a lot of hard work and, and, and a great team, right? A gargantuan effort by a, a, an entire sort of um, ecosystem of, of people and family. Uh, you know, we got together, we dove in and we, we, we did a movie together. So here we are. When, when uh, Andrew did the fear go away? Oh, the fear never went away. The <laughs> it's fear never here. went away. But what happened was that um, I was uncomfortable and I was scared of being terrible, but I had a piece about, I had a piece about my purpose. Does that make sense? You know? So it was more so I was terrified, but I started to sort of feel in my spirit. I tried to stay spiritually grounded and connected. I started to feel that, okay. And just, I was just reading certain things and, and I started to feel like, okay, I think I'm supposed to do this. I think this is something I'm supposed to say yes to. And I'm, I am, I actually read a scripture about being caused to face your fears and do an act of great faith. And that's when I knew, okay, I have to do this. So I was still scared, but it was one of those things that was like, okay, you're going to have to actually face it and overcome it. Can you remember that first scene that you did, whatever that day was like, where you're actually being Billy? What did, did he... Was he gentle with you, Lee Daniels, and not starting with something? Yeah. 
Well, yes, actually. So the, the very first, well, listen, the first day and the very first scene was gentle. And I was in the scene with Natasha Leon, who was obviously an incredible veteran actor, writer. Like she knows this process from the top down. So I was blessed that my first scene was with her. Lee was extremely tender with me and intuitive the entire process, you know, so it, it almost didn't matter what scene we started with. He had such a care, you know what I mean? But we did start, it's Latasha Leone and I, it's Tallulah Bankhead and Billie Holiday walking through Central Park, you know what I mean? Talking about, and this is after Billie had gotten out of jail and just talking about her cabaret card and the man that she's dealing right. with and how he's taken from her. So it was, it was a little, we're strolling through the park with the dogs, you know, but it wasn't easy in the sense that it's technically my first day of shooting ever. So <laughs> that pressure was through air of life. That's what I mean. It's yeah. terrifying in yeah. so many ways. Yeah, I was like, if I can't walk through a park successfully with Tallulah Bankhead, I'm out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> and then the very next scene was actually her and I just making out in a jewelry store. So it was great. So, so the making out scene <laughs> got to be second, you know? <laughs> really nice. And we dove right in with lynching and sex scenes. And it was just first week. <laughs> that little stroll in Central Park that never happens again. Yep. <clears throat> and then just get naked in front of strangers. That was the next I've got to ask you before I, 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 we talk about Billy and, and the connection that, that the two of you have. Um, that night before you, you went to work the next day, what kind of a good night's sleep did you have? I don't sleep regularly. So I really didn't sleep that night. I, I get, I'm, I'm not a... I'm not a sleeper. That's a skill and a talent I have not yet developed. Maybe somebody can hire me to be a sleeper. Let's see if some miracle pops out of that. That would be great. <laughs> but you know, it's interestingly enough, people ask me what scene I struggled with the most. And I'm like, okay, obviously the lynching scene was very emotionally challenging. But the scene I struggled with the most was in the hospital bed. They're like, Billy's sleeping. And I'd be like, yeah, Billy, just like relax a little bit. Like you just sleep. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay. You're like, close your eyes, Billy. <laughs> Be asleep. <laughs> so, um, no, I, there was no sleeping before going to set. I mean, but I was literally. Did, I mean, did it help you at all that you have this a wonderful musical career that you've been on stage in front of people? It's not the same thing as acting, but mm -hmm. in a way it is. You know, I mean, yeah. as a singer, as a musician, you have to feel everything. You have to make it look like it's rolling off a log that this is it. You can be confident and then within the confidence, you can be inspired. Yeah. Did it help at all? Yeah, I think it did, absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the things my acting coach, Tasha Smith, would say, she's like, you know, when it comes to acting, because she knew how just terrified I was, she said, it is, they are different, but it is sort of the same, what she, she calls and what we call the same anointing that you tap into. And I says, okay, you know, so I think it did help in the sense that I know what it is like to go on stage. I know what it's like every night, the pressure before you go on stage, the need for that audience to love you, for them to be satisfied, for them to feel your love for them. And then I understand the washing process that once you're in it and you're in the music and you're, it's, I look at it as sort of a washing, kind of a cleansing, a healing, because I think that that's, that's what you way to put it. Yeah. And then I understand the feeling after a performance of like, oh my God, that went so great, or everybody's loving it, they're so excited, or that was that yeah. was terrible, <laughs> like, oh my God, I, I never want to perform again, you know what I mean? So I understand though that sort of arc of emotion. Well, there's so many permutations of that. Yeah, yeah. there is. It's, a, it's definitely an entire roller coaster that you go on before getting on stage, while on stage, and then after you get off stage, so. Well, look, it saves you years of therapy. You yeah. <laughs> 
You know, I might I, do a little bit more therapy with regards to this movie, but we'll see. <laughs> but no, it, but the, the thing I had to be careful was though, was to remember that I am still portrayed, right? It's different. When I'm performing, I am me. You know, I'm doing me, I'm giving people me, I'm giving them my experience, my lyrics, my music. Mm -hmm. So I had and to still do. remember like, you are Billie Holiday in this place. You know what I mean? So just enjoy the performance or be terrified, feel all of those emotions, but feel them as Billie, you know what I mean? And to not lose that part of the, that sort of dual performance, you know what I mean? When when did Billie Holiday start to live in your head, just as you growing up in San Diego, I guess, when you were doing it? When yeah, did she yeah. come into your life? Um, I was 11 years old when I was first introduced to her. And, um, and I just remember, you know, I mean, at the time it was, the singers that I loved and still do love, but like Whitney and Aretha, you know, and those, those big voices, right? The Patti LaBelle's and the Gladys Knights and the, you know, uh, Maria, Mariah Carey. And, you know, so it's like these huge, huge voices. And then here comes Billie Holiday's voice. My musical theater instructor introduced me to her. At first I thought it was a man and I was like, mm, I have no interest in studying a male singer right now, but thanks. <laughs> but, um, but I sat there and I listened to her and I remember the first thing I thought was like, this is nothing like Whitney and nothing like, you know, and but it changed my idea of what a great singer was, you know, in my mind when I was young, it had to be big and loud and belty and flexible and do all, you know, but she made me realize it just has to own who it is. It has to be what it is. And, and so she really helped me own my own voice. I heard a song sugar and then I heard strange fruit. So it A, helped me to own my voice and to say, my tone is my tone. My voice is my voice. My phrasing is my phrasing. Sit in that, exploit that, you know, that's who you are. And that's what you have to offer to music and to the world. And then the other part was to just, the way I felt listening to Strange Fruit as an 11 year old for the first time, not quite understanding the lyrics. Yeah. Prostrate, right? It really actually stunned me and quieted me and, 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 and paralyzed me. And I just remember thinking after listening to it a couple of times, being like, this is the effect that I want my music to have on people. I want them to stop and stare at the stereo or at the speaker or at wherever they are and, and to sort of and be paralyzed and really take in what it is that they're hearing or what I'm saying. Whether it's a song about, you know, lynching in America, whether it's a protest song or maybe it's just a song about a relationship. You know, those are also healing because they're relatable, but I want it to. To, to, to pause people, to give them a moment of pause and rest and understanding and being seen. And that's what Strange Fruit did for me. Which is what makes this movie work. I mean, you, you talk about Strange Fruit because it was such an incredible song, but what you said before about people who have played Billy before, Diana Ross in Lady Sings the Blues, Audra McDonald in Lady Day at the Emerson Barn Grill, these this movie is nothing like those movies. Yeah. It's a whole different look at her. The approach, the reason it's called The United States versus Billie Holiday is basically her being persecuted for what she believed. Absolutely. And that those two manifestations, however terrific they were, didn't really deal with that. You really saying something about who she was in terms of civil rights. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were, you know, they were touching on on, first of all, thank you for that, because I do. I love Diana's performance in Lady Sings the Blues. It's one of my favorite movies. I love Audra McDonald on Broadway, Lady Day, Emerson Barr and Grill. And so, um, but it's different, right? You know, that that experience, the, the, the Broadway experience is about sort of her performance, right? And her and how she was able to draw in an audience and, you know, 
quiet a place. And with Lady Sings the Blues, it was more about her struggle. You know what I mean? And then the story had to be changed because, you know, we can't forget it's It's not like they just chose to say, eh, we don't want to tell the truth. We didn't know. You know what I mean? That's the crazy part about it. We didn't know because we were not supposed to know. And that is where Harry J. Anslinger and J. Edgar Hoover had much success is they weren't able to get rid of her memory because she was too famous. And so they did what they're very good at doing, which is to suppress and to change the narrative, to change the story so that you don't know how deeply she really struggled. You don't know what was inflicted upon her. You don't know that the government went after her. You don't know about the early war on drugs period, let alone the fact that it's completely entrenched in race. And you didn't know that she was singing Strange Fruit in defiance of the government, that she was integrating audiences. You were never, ever, ever supposed to know Billie Holiday as the great godmother of civil rights, ever. You know what I mean? Because that is too mobilizing. It's too motivating for people that if, if you're trying to oppress, you're trying to continue to criminalize and monetize their bodies, and then you have to stop someone's voice like that. So we, it's, I think it was a great feat that uh, Diana Ross and that um, Billy D. Williams and, and and uh, Barry Gordy, um, who was involved as well, were even able to make this film in 1972. You know, Harry Jansing was still alive and and was getting, had just been awarded, you know, by JFK, right? He, um, Hoover was still alive and in power, you know? And so we, we have to remember, and also her, Billie Holiday's very abusive um, ex-husband who worked with the feds to take her down, right. was, a, was the technical director on that film. And so he portrayed himself as this heroic, light skin you know like smooth talking billy d williams character but that that's 1972 is 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 a little too close to that timeline in order is we didn't even know let alone to be able to make that movie with these forces still in place you know what oh, i mean no, but i mean we see we're seeing this in a past well, way before yes. you're born whether even to see those movies to do it and yet we live and you live in this world where this hasn't really gone away yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it would be great if we said, oh, Billy, she did it. She was out there and she was fighting it. But you're still fighting it. And when yeah, you sing Rise Up, you know, off of your first album and you're doing this, you're still saying this Black Lives Matter movement is as urgent as it's ever been, you yeah, know, absolutely. despite the progress that's been made to yeah, do it. Absolutely. Is that in your head while you're acting this? Is this always something that's just going on in the place you think and the place you feel? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think all, first of all, in everything we do, right? It permeates every single thing we do. As a matter of fact, it permeates our genetic code, right? You know, I've just been, just researchers obviously have found now that, you know, black children are being born or have been born with PTSD in their DNA. That's crazy when you think about that. You know what I mean? And I, I, I was kind of like obsessed with sort of epigenetics for just a period of my life when I was just like studying biology. Um, and and just the idea that you know it's one thing when you have inherited traits like cancer, and, but an inherited trait like trauma, PTSD. You know what I mean? Post traumatic stress is you know it's that is like that. It's like at birth you are already being sort of colored and turned into a certain direction and. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of that, that just for us as, 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 as women, as people of color, you know, as, you know, it's, um, that you do, right. You live with it. You're aware of it. So of course it would be with me on set and it would be even more saturated and it would be more, more tangible on set, uh, because it's, it's a huge part of what I'm using, but 
I can't get faces like, for instance, I don't know if you've ever seen Time, the documentary Time. Oh, yes. yeah. I can't get particularly his eyes, right? I, I, I really think he was brought here, I guess, for a limited time as sort of like a prophet or an angel. But but I, I when I think about him, I cry. When I see his face, I cry. And so, and it makes me sad that somebody so beautiful with so much potential is just a number. You know what I mean? I was an afterthought. Oh, it's okay. It's just, he's, you know, it's black. That's what happens to them in their community. And yeah, but uh, that, that numbness that happens is so wrong. And yeah, it's something that needs to be fought all the time. So here you are playing somebody who's the thirties, the forties, the fifties, you know, and mm-hmm. our images of the drugs, Oh, all these yeah. things that happened and to make her appear both a victim and weak. And so here's a movie that shows her as something else than that, you know? So how did, what did you do to yourself to get ready to play Billy? Uh, I just destroyed myself, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So you just did all the drugs. All the heroin. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'm the heroin, like for sure. That's what actors do. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, the, emotionally speaking, it was, um, you know, Tasha really taught me, uh, my acting coach taught me how to, because I didn't know before then, so taught me how to inform a character, right, to fill the margins and the spaces with all of the emotions, with everything I've ever thought or felt, everything that's urgent and relevant to me right now, everything I've ever wanted to say to someone, you know, so she really helped me to inform all of the research I had done about Billie Holiday, which was every book, you know, every newspaper clipping, every every photo. Oh, all of that research, but then you have to do it to yourself. You have yes. to change your body, yeah. your For spirit, me. your point of view. Well, it was an entire, an entire, and that's why I would say it is a transformation in totality. You know what I mean? And that was the physical aspect of it. I lost almost 40 pounds. I cut off all my hair, which is growing back now. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I did, I, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't even cuss, to be honest with you. And, and I'm, I, I, I made a decision in my life years ago to be abstinent, so I don't engage there either. So it was, it was a change. I started smoking a ton of cigarettes, obviously cussing a lot, drinking um, a bunch of gin and bourbon, and, <laughs> and just generally being more sexual, right? Randomly collecting lingerie just because she liked that, you know what I mean? And just, um, just kind of just with my language is being sort of did your family and friends recognize you were you taking her home did they say what the hell is going on with andrew what's what yeah i i mean i did take her home and i took her in the studio i took her onto this album which you will hear uh, when it comes out i took her i had to i i mean i started preparing for for the role essentially during the audition which was at the end of 2017 and i worked with tasha and and then I just tried to stay in it as much as I could because I, I realized I don't have a strong enough muscle to jump in and out. You know what I mean? I, ha- I don't have the experience. And so I did. I brought it home. It was so funny. I always laugh. I was like, bro, I realized I could not do this around my mother. You know, it's like trying to watch a sex scene in front of your parents. You're like, mm, it's weird. You know what I mean? Like, But it was even crazier than that because I would be doing certain things, saying certain things. And everybody else got it except for Mom Dukes. Mom would look at me and she'd be like, why are you acting like that? And I'm like, mom, how many times? Every <laughs> mom said I'd be like in the voice and the smoking or just cussing at my mom. She'd be like, you just are acting so different. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, she just was disrespectful. Like she just refused to accept it. She was like, mm. I just love the song that's nominated, Tigress and Tweet. Yes, which thank you so much. In response 
to strange fruit in yes. that kind of way. It's an and it's that say, say, can you take me out with just a little bit of that yes. say, say, say? Yes. Say, say, say. Oh, say, 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 say a prayer for me. Yeah, I'm so glad I loved you. Oh. I love that you love that. Oh, my I God. I just so love it. And you. you're just a delight. So Thank I wish you. you nothing but greatness. I wish you nothing but love. You're Thank the best. Thank you so much, Peter. Bless Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye.